You are listening to the Free to Be Mindful podcast, which provides bite-sized tips for busy parents, educators, and anyone working with kids. These real talk conversations focus on mindful living, mental health, and personal growth, helping all to learn, grow, and inspire with mindfulness in mind. I'm your host, Vanessa De Jesus Guzman, educator, licensed professional counselor, entrepreneur, and mom. I'm passionate about helping folks live life with peace of mind and ease of heart while not losing their, well, you know, here we go. Hi, and welcome back to the Consulted Counselor series. In this series, I answer parenting-related questions so that you can be present and at ease with your child and live life mindfully. Before I read you today's question, I'd just like to give you a little disclaimer that this should be heard only by adult ears and not by children ears. So take this moment to either put this on pause or get your kids out of the room or pop the AirPods in before you continue listening. Okay, here we go. Today's question is, you'd think my kid would behave around the holidays. I threaten him with the elf and Santa, but he's still throwing these intense temper tantrums. Help. It is definitely tough whenever kids are throwing temper tantrums. And I hear you about using the elf and Santa. And while I don't know your kids' ages, I just encourage you to really be mindful pending on their age that we don't want to hold something over like that over their heads. So make sure that we're not popping that bubble when we ourselves get upset and that we are then, you know, bringing on the disillusionment of the elf and Santa. Now, with that being said, kids can have temper tantrums any time of the year. And there are a couple of things that as parents and adults that we need to keep in mind in order to help them avoid having these temper tantrums. The first one is to be consistent. It's best when we have a daily routine that kids can kind of guess ahead of time because then things don't catch them by surprise. If we really notice, sometimes it's when they're caught off guard or caught by surprise or wanted this to happen and instead we need to change gears and have something else happen, it's then that they lose their cool. And because they don't always have the capacity, not just to use their words, because sometimes they could be very verbal, but sometimes they don't have the capacity or ability to be able to put their feelings into the appropriate words, then that's when we see their emotions come out within these intense behaviors. We also want to make sure that we reinforce positive behaviors. We want to make sure that not only are we saying good job because it's very fluff and pie in the sky, but we also want to be specific about our reinforcement. So for example, instead of just saying good job, I'm proud of you when they shared with their sister, you can say, wow, that was really amazing. Look how your sister appreciates it when you share with her so that they're tying an emotion down, not only from themselves because it feels good to be praised when you do something good, but also of the other person so that they can learn to take perspective, they can learn to have empathy, and they learn that that's something that is welcome, not only from the person they're sharing with, but from everybody as well. And when your child is doing these positive behaviors, especially when they're on the younger end, they're really motivated by extrinsic motivators, meaning that they don't understand the intrinsic value of, I want to do this because it feels good, but more so I want to do this to get a prize or a sticker or a cookie. So you may want to consider how are you motivating them extrinsically so that they can continue to work towards something. 
You also may want to consider what you can take away when they are not working towards something. So for example, even with my own child, if he is not doing the things he's supposed to be doing, then I take five minutes away from his switch time. Or if he continues to go back and forth with me or not do first time listening, then another five minutes. He can earn those minutes back, but he can also lose those minutes. They know that it's a give and take, and that way you have something to hold over their head, not like the elf and Santa, but something that they can work toward, and they know that they will lose depending on the choices that they make. Whenever possible with our kids, it always helps when we provide them with choices because they get told what to do almost every single second of the day at home, at school. So when we provide a choice, it gives them some options of what to work with. We don't want to give them 10 choices, limit it down to two to make it easy on them and for yourself as well. When your child is throwing these temper tantrums, really try to listen in on what it is that is triggering them. Sometimes we may think it's one thing when it may be the other. We want to make sure that we speak to their emotions. I understand why you can be so frustrated or I would be really upset too. We want to give them options on the way that they can release these frustrations, whether it be punching a pillow or a teddy bear or whether it be replacing the behavior with something else. And finally, above it all, we want to make sure that we keep our cool. Sometimes our kids are triggered by our own reactions, whether it's done subconsciously or consciously. So we want to make sure that while we're helping them, that we are keeping our cool. And if we need to take a break, we can even voice that out loud. I need to go take a few minutes because I'm getting really frustrated and I'll be back in a little bit. And that way they know that when they also need a few minutes, that it's an okay thing to do instead of exploding to this degree. This is definitely a question with a lot of layers, and that means that it can have multi-layered answers as well. And a lot of things that can impact the answers depends on your child's age, on the situation, on their personality, and on what's happening around them as well. So I encourage you to continue to listen into the Consulta Counselor series to continue to learn parenting strategies or ask further questions in the future. So I hope this helped. If you think it could help another mom or dad friend, please share it with thumb and subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss the next one. If you have any questions for the Consultant Counselor series, you can always email me at podcast at freetobemindful.com or DM me on Instagram at counselor V de Jesus. And remember in a world where you are free to be anything that you want to be, you are always free to be mindful. Thanks so much and catch you next time.